BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, what is needed to dominate me? Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited below, we recommend you stop listening right now. Wow. Right now, (laughs) goddammit. What accent was that? I have no fucking clue. That was the combo uh, crazy accent. So, it felt like it. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. This week on the show, um, it looks like you have did a little essay not too long ago and got a little bit of feedback about it. I did, and it was, it was kind of funny because it really wasn't an essay. It was not thought out at all. It was just a, a kind of a externally processing sort of thing after a, a small discussion with somebody. It was kind of neat. And that's I going to it. turn into quite the discussion for us. Uh, I'm, I didn't actually read it too. <gasps> I mean, I, I didn't read it more than once, I you should say. You liked it. I did like it on the Facebook, as well as uh, 100 other people. Well, 546, actually. 546 loves is where we're at on that one. Uh-huh. But before we get there, we do have to mention that Sasquatch sent me tits and bacon, two of my favorite things. And I see that under our tentacle leaks links slash food on boobs section you have no tentacle links ha, but ha. i do i put them somewhere else ha, no, ha. Well, you put them somewhere I else know. i didn't know you had the one spot for them so i put them they're like spread out through the no they're not they're all in one spot they're just lower and then also <laughs> i got some fruits on boobs from lucy the slut who has been on the podcast nice were they were they lucy's boobs Yes, they were Lucy's boobs. I assume oh. they were lucy's fruit as well <laughs> nice <laughs> so yes uh, we have, and we did get, we did get some octopus links. Well, I don't care. You don't care? <laughs> so, hi, Don. Hi, Dan. We're not to be, oh, we're packing for this event, packing for that event. We're actually in a, a couple of weeks of not being in an event. We went to COPE four or five weeks ago now. Yeah, a few weeks ago. we've got uh, a three or four weeks to go before we go to Kinky, Kinky College, College in, Chicago. in Chicago. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. I love Chicago. And usually we don't have enough downtime between events where I start looking at attendee list and see who's trying to put together play dates mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. And, you know, after all this many years of, of doing presentations, I, I've just lost the focus on checking out an event beforehand because we're usually running around. And this time I, I, I've been... Uh, poking around on the attendee list and stuff and just looking to see what's up. It's funny to think <laughs> if if you want to go, if you go to one of these events you're like, "Well, I won't know anybody." But a lot of them now, it's very common to start the pre-list. What do you want to do when you get there? Mm-hmm. Say, "Oh, I want to get flogged." And then somebody can respond by saying, "Well, gee, I want to flog somebody." So let's hook up. And um, Kinky College is kind of neat too because it has the tapas which means you can um, experiment with a couple of things. They've got a block of a couple of hours in the dungeon where they've got some experienced tops that'll actually um, do things to you. So sometimes they have tickling, sometimes they have needles and whips and paddles and all kinds of stuff. So you get to try things out. Very cool. But um, I would like to throw out there, though, that we always like to meet new people. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know anybody, give a shout out to us and we'll meet up with you. Absolutely. And welcome you to Chicago, even though... I guess it's like our second home, maybe. We've uh, <laughs> And we've done that in Chicago before, and we'll mm-hmm. certainly be happy to do it again. Um, and I actually will be in Chicago, I think, the week before. 
week after. Or is it the week I, after? I think it's the week after. Okay. Well, that'll allow me to make connections and then stick around. Ooh. <laughs> as I will be doing some training for work, a different kind of teaching than I do, will be doing at Kinky College. Mm-hmm. A little bit different. So I do see that, um, and I suppose we should mention that Daniel Sparks said hi to us, hi to somebody via the FetLife. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it was both of us, actually. Oh, very cool. And then Toby subscribed to our YouTube, which we only have one thing up there. Two, Two things. things. Uh, our Two video things. test and then our... Um, one of the interviews. Interview with Master Cecil, who, by the way, I keep hearing from people who are saying, oh, Master Cecil, I know him. He's awesome. Awesome. So, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. And then, Ohio Hedgehog. <laughs> I like Ohio Hedgehog. I got to try out his... Uh, his a claw glove huh? when he first okay. bought it. So, Very cool. so he's kind of local. But um, he sent me a link to a tentacle earring. Mm-hmm. But it's the tentacle earring that you bought me. So, of course, I like it. But now I have a picture of it. So I can put it back on my ear. I haven't seen it's you wearing really that a whole lot, though. I know. Well, we tried to get it on my ear. My ears must be built funky. So, and I wasn't able to get it on right. Now I have a picture so I can take a look at it. Because it kind of wraps all the way around the ear. It doesn't just plug in like a regular earring it kind of it's kind of like a wrap like a tentacle would yes, do yes exactly so i'm going to try it again also on uh the fet life uh sway nine wrote us and said that uh she loves the podcast as did and you can go ahead and with that no i'm not sure how to say this name so and they do listen to the podcast uh nigerial okay they can correct me if i'm wrong we'll, Sounds we'll like have the, the uh voicemail go- number later Sounds like the title of a Sufjan Stevens song. Ooh, Nigerial. But they have, they actually came up uh, to us at Cope. They said they listened to us on the way up uh-huh. from North Carolina. Right. So they heard us on the last podcast say, I don't remember their name, so, but they came up from North Carolina. <laughs> I listened to all the podcasts. So they wrote me on FET and said, that was me. Oh, very cool. <laughs> good, good. Nice. So I like that. And, and finally, there's one more that you don't have. Uh-oh. Who is that? Una. Una? From South Africa. Neat. Apparently was traveling and uh, said hi to us via the Facebook page. Oh, that's always nice. You know, sometimes people ask us, do we know how many downloads and stuff that we have? And Mm -hmm. we've got a couple of different softwares, a couple of different things that tell us how many downloads. But, um, you know, those numbers could mean anything. What's really cool is when we see where around the globe people are from. That's just really awesome. Mm -hmm. I like that more than the numbers. So so tell me about this... um, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> tell me about this essay that you wrote. And it really wasn't an essay, you say. Mm-mm. It was more of just a... What it was, was just it? An, it was just an external processing. So it was more like a journal entry. Mm-hmm. But I did it on FET because sometimes I'll do it on my blog because I do have a blog called Kadishdu Walking. And um, is it KadishduWalking.com? I think it is. Mm-hmm. KadishduWalking.com. And so sometimes I'll blog on that, but this one was um, more power exchange. And so after the discussion of, um, I don't understand, you know, somebody was telling me that, and they can out themselves if they want to, that they didn't understand um, how they could dominate people and that they didn't feel strong or, or, or whatever. So it just started my head. Sometimes these little things just percolate in my head. I'm like, well, I've got words for that. No, I don't. I have a feeling. Okay, well, as a thinker, that means I have a feeling I'm going to end up externally processing. Mm-hmm. So I did it in writing. So do you want me to just read it? It's probably easier that way. Well, I see that at least Jenny Play from Pittsburgh liked it. She sent out a, a, a shout-out saying, congratulations on making k- Kinky and popular. Mm-hmm. And you said you threw out some random number earlier. Uh, how many other people liked it? There was, well, it's not a random number at this point. It's 546 loves and 107 comments. Wow. 
So it really surprised me. I mean, this is just a small thing. So um, I guess let me just read it. It's not that long. So okay. um, instead of trying to, I'll take longer trying to describe say what, what it, it is. All right, no, read, it, read it, read it, read it. Okay, so disclaimer. And I like to do disclaimers on my FET post, though that doesn't always matter when people decide to say something negative. But anyway, disclaimer. This is off the top of my head after a small conversation this morning. It's not well thought out. It's me externally processing. Someone was telling me this morning that they didn't know why people saw them as a dominant person. They weren't sure how they were to dominate others. I thought about it, and what came to mind is that with me, someone is able to dominate me because I either fear them or trust them. I do not fear Master Dan. I fear some of the things he may do to me or have me do. I may fear his punishment. I may fear some of the pain, whether through physical play or emotional. But in the end, I do not fear him. I trust him. He had to earn this trust with me over time, but I trust him completely. And because of this, he's able to dominate me. I will do what he asks or commands without question because I know if he makes a wrong choice, he'll fix it. If he makes a wrong decision and an apology is needed, his ego isn't so huge with his power that he won't apologize. There have been a few times where he's not made the greatest choice, gasp, sorry it happened to the best of masters, but he fixed it. He made things right. We now joke about it during workshops, pointing out our mistakes so others will look out for them in their own relationships. Because of all of this, I trust him. Because I trust him, he's able to dominate me. I'm sitting here getting ready to write how someone can be dominated with fear and resisting. Because of my past, I was going to write that I've been dominated through fear, but it just struck me that I wasn't dominated, I was controlled. I was controlled through fear. People may look these words up in a dictionary and say they are the same thing or that I may be using the words wrong, but this is what's sitting in my heart and my belly right now. Control is through fear, domination is through trust. If someone is able to dominate me and have me follow them and do as told with a smile, it'll be possible because of the trust and the desire to please is because of that trust. So, and then I did a little star and said, random thoughts before I jump in the shower. Huh. Another random thought. My fetish is to be dominated. Therefore, my fetish is to trust. Hmm. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So, and it really, there was two lines in here that just really struck people. I mean... Um, there was one that was, um, control is through fear, domination is through trust. And then the other one was my fetish is to be dominated. Therefore my fetish is to trust. And that just really seemed to, to speak to people. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of neat because when I wrote this, it's, it's like externally processing. I'm not even looking at the page. I'm just typing. Right. And then I'll pause. And that's where the dot, dot, dots come in. And then another random thought. You know, so it's, it's just kind of neat to process like that. And I really like when I can get into that space. And uh, that whole uh, fear thing, the whole control is done through fear. I really probably could have gone off on a tangent on that because that's from my past baggage. Mm -hmm. You know, that's from a long time ago and that's past baggage. And that very much has to do with fear. And um, I had someone say that when they read that, they started crying. But that in the end, it helped them. So that's just really kind of neat. Yeah, that, absolutely. That sharing that stuff people respond to. So I don't know. Part of me wants to ask your, part of me wants to ask your thoughts on it, but. Well, I mean, it's interesting. But of course, I don't have the background you do. I don't get dominated at all. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's needed to dominate me. It hasn't, I guess, money dominates me <laughs> and some of my activity. I like what you said, where you start off talking about, you know, half the domination can come from fear. And it implies that fear is not a bad thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you went down the path of the domination comes from um Domination comes from trust. And, you know, I've also often said that my kink is vulnerability. Um, so that's pretty neat as well. You know, what, what are the most common, you know, what are the responses people are getting? You, you pointed out that they really like the one, the couple of lines, but mm-hmm. what other kind of responses? I like, oh, I also want to point out that I really like the, uh, before you, people go grabbing your dictionary and looking up words, mm-hmm. here, I'm talking about how the words feel to me. Which I'm, I just have a pet peeve with people arguing from the point of view of a dictionary instead of their own personal point of view. And, and I've had that before when I've written stuff, not just here, but in other places, where instead of people feeling the feeling that's mm-hmm. being portrayed, they latch on to the words and how the words are being used wrongly. So, um, and then that kind of throws it all off the track. So I'm actually kind of glad that bubbled out. Yeah. You know, that this is just the way it it feels and to try to put that into words. But I also had someone respond. I had a dominant respond and said that, well, if trust is a fetish, then his trust of his slave is also a fetish. Mm -hmm. So it's not just slaves and submissives with, you know, dominance and masters. It's also the other way around. So, you know, and I get that whole thing about the vulnerability I mean, I have to get to that place. I, that could be one of my fetishes as well, is vulnerability. I like to be getting somebody that can get into that, that core mm-hmm. of my passionate self that just wants to give and that feeling of vulnerability and knowing that I can get there because I trust that person. And it's usually not something that's given right away. Maybe that's why I don't do a lot of pickup play. You know, right. I still play. If I think of how many people I've played with over the last 15 years. Which we did recently. We did that recently. And that wasn't just count. you know, that wasn't counting just the scenes. You know, that, that was, that was, uh, that was uh, counting one fraction. Type of play. One type of play. Yes. <laughs> and um, you know what, though? Side note, that is really funny. That when you start thinking of how many people you play with and you only come up with a couple of names. And you're like, well, damn, I got some playing to do. And then you start remembering more names and you're like, oh shit, I need to slow down. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. But, um, you know, I have played with a lot of people over 15 years, but it's really neat to see that sometimes it takes me a couple of years to ask somebody because I really do need that trust because where I want them to take me is not just a needle scene. It's a needle scene where I can let go and just lean back and let them do whatever they want to with me because I trust them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the play where someone wants me to step off of a ledge and that was literally, it was only three inches off the floor, but he wanted me to step off a ledge and trust him to catch me. Right. So, and, um, that fear, that type of fear is kind of neat because that means, uh Oh, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And then dropping into his arms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of neat. So I, I like that trust thing. I like I don't know. And maybe it just comes from, uh, I don't even know that I need to figure out where it comes from. You know, it just is. Mm -hmm. But if I was going to, I would say it probably is because of not being able to trust people for so very long. You know, I did not trust people for a very long time. 
So I uh, still kind of don't. <laughs> <laughs> so the few people that have earned my trust, you know, they get that mm-hmm. the, the deep side. Right. <laughs> so I like that. So there's been a lot of responses and um, a lot of people sharing about how those lines just really strike a chord with them. So I don't know. It was kind of awesome. Very cool. <sighs> is it are you ready to are you dying to write the next thing though to see if you can get something else on Kiki and popular or is that just a that wasn't fun side a effect? goal that wasn't a goal that was a fun side effect and actually took me by surprise and it's kind of neat when I check my FET mail folder because mm-hmm. I can't check FET at work so I check my Yahoo where my FET mail you know if somebody likes me or comments to me or something it all goes in I've, I've got a filter built so it goes into my FET mail sure. folder on Yahoo and then I start looking at that and it's blown up. I've cleared it out. Now there's 130 blah, blah, blahs. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and I see, oh, people liked that. Okay, well, how did people see that? Oh, that's right. I've got a thousand people on my friends list. So that kind of helps. But, you know, and then people start sending me friend requests because they've seen it through Kinky and Popular. So that's kind of neat as well. So yeah, there's a little piece of me that wants to write it again. But if I do it, calculated and as an essay of slave dawn to the fet right thing it bombs yeah that doesn't work the stuff that works is the stuff where i just sit down and go huh i think i'm gonna write about this and put some words to Mm -hmm. it just stuff that comes from the heart just stuff that comes from the heart and the belly cool if you would like to share with us what comes from your belly, you can get <laughs> a hold of us else. at Dawn and Dan. Oh, jeez. Did you else? do yes. Dawn and Dan? That one Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or use the dot comment form on our webpage, eroticawakening.com. Or you can get a hold of us via the old FetLife. As mentioned, we, are a, we have a group there. It's called Erotic Awakening. Two words. And if we have pronounced your name wrong, feel free to call us at 614-414-2072. Do want to mention real quick that we have two new subscribers to the newsletter, one of them being Dan Yell, who is right here in the Columbus, Ohio. Nice. And Larry from New York. I wonder if that's the Larry from New York. I don't know. Could be. Could be. So that's about it for the show today. Oh, you know what, though? I do want to say congratulations to Crazy Heart. He just had a People of Kink party Saturday night, mm-hmm. and I hear it went really, really well. Yeah, I, I was seeing that um, somebody on FetLife was just posting that they're still recovering from it, but so worth it. <laughs> nice. I so wish we could have gone. That would have been fun. Um, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. Find out more about them at adventuresinsexuality.org. Wow. Wow, we kind of cruised through those notes and did a little chatting on trust and power exchange. And yeah, if you guys have your thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. Or questions of the day. Yep. We can always use questions of the day. We've been doing this for five years. I think we're coming up on five years of doing this podcast, so we can always use questions of the day. And if you don't want to send us your question of the day, you can always send them to the uh, Kinky and Curious podcast <laughs> by, with Barrick and Sheba. You can find that podcast and all the other awesome podcasts at eroticawakeningpodcast.com where you'll find um, a brand new show. Episode one's actually out there. We just haven't Ooh, announced it yet. Then. Nice. One of the new shows. I'm not telling you what it is. We'll tell you next time. Oh, nice.
Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with a party immediately following. You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at Porter's Pub in Columbus, Ohio on the fourth Friday of every month. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at The Room at the Columbus Insight Center. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all, or for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.